It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. A lot of you may know Idric Striona from the show Vikings Valhalla, but his tale of treachery stretches far beyond the imagination. He is portrayed as a villain in various chronicles, being described as the refuse of mankind and a reproach to the English. It can even be argued that his treacherous betrayals ultimately saw the defeat of an English king, allowing Viking power to fully rule over England. Eadric was the Elderman of Mercia and had achieved immense power and wealth, so why did he turn his cloak on the English? And why was he known as one of the greatest traitors in English history? This is his story. Eadric was born in the year 975. His father was Ethelric, a then who attended the court of King Ethelred the Unready. John of Worcester, an English monk and chronicler, described him as a man of low origin, perhaps from the upper echelons of the peasant class. Although Eadric may have been a man of relatively low origin, he was sponsored by Oswald, the Bishop of Worcester, who granted him land. With Oswald's support, Eadric was able to progress through the ranks, eventually gaining an audience with the king. In the year 1006, Eadric would come under the employment of King Ethelred the Unready as an enforcer. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, Aethelm, the Elderman of Northumbria, was suspected of treachery against the English crown. Eadric Striona would plot to deceive him by preparing a great feast. Eadric would greet Aethelm as an intimate friend, only to prepare an ambush on the fourth day of the feast. Eadric took Aethelm for a hunt in the woods, only to have him killed and then have his sons blinded. Although Eadric's act of murder was commanded by his king, the cruel deceptive way which he did it portrays his true nature and foreshadows events to come. The following year in the year 1007, Eadric was named the Elderman of Mercia, a title which had not been held since the year 985 when his predecessor, Elfric Sild, was driven into exile after being accused of treachery. Not long after that, Eadric married King Ethelred's daughter, Eldgith, catapulting his family name into English nobility. Eadric was Ethelred's enforcer and his right-hand man, willing to do anything for his king. In the year 1009, Thorkel the Tall and his Yom's Vikings landed in England and began ravaging the city of Canterbury taking the Archbishop Eilfhair hostage. Eadric would attend the negotiations with Thorkel, but the Archbishop bravely refused to be ransomed and was killed. While King Ethelred wanted to attack the Yom's Vikings, Eadric dissuaded him and instead oversaw the payment of vast hordes of wealth to the Vikings. John of Worcester tells us, like any traitor to his country, 
he rescued the Danes from the hands of the English and suffered them to escape. During this time, Eadric would also manage to increase his own personal wealth. He did this by buying up confiscated land and he then sold it back for a profit. Eadric would also ravage and raid St David's Cathedral, increasing his riches further. However, everything would change for Eadric when Swain Forkbeard invaded England in the year 1013. By the end of the year, he had successfully taken the whole country and was crowned the King of England. Eadric at this point would cross the Channel and would go into exile with Emma of Normandy. However, Swain Forkbeard would suddenly die after just five weeks on the throne, on the 3rd of February in 1014. All of the Vikings supported Swain's son Canute to succeed him, but the English nobleman sent for King Ethelred to reclaim the empty throne. Ethelred quickly regained the throne, and Canute would flee back to Denmark. In 1015, there was a council to be held in Oxford, to which Eadric invited the brothers, Sigfirth and Morcar, who were the Thens from the seven boroughs in the East Midlands. Eadric would have them secretly murdered, which Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for caused a split in the royal family. Edmund Ironside would elope with Sigfrith's widow and married her. Canute would arrive from Denmark in August of 1015 and immediately began plundering Dorset. Eadric would take 40 ships from the royal fleet and fled to Canute's side, betraying the English. He went with Canute to Warwickshire, where he plundered, burned and slew anyone in his path. Ethelred would soon die on the 23rd of April, and his son Edmund was elected king of a kingdom at war. An epic series of battles would begin between Canute and Edmund Ironside, who was reputed to be an incredible warrior. Eadric would support Canute through two inconclusive battles. It is said that on the second day of battle, Edmund's army had the upper hand. Eadric pretended that he had killed the king. He held up a man's head and cried out that the English had lost their leader. Edmund's forces did flee initially, but when they realised he was still alive, they fought on with him until dusk. Edmund soon went to take London back from the Vikings, and he then withdrew to Wessex to gather fresh troops. The Vikings again tried to take London, but were unsuccessful. Eadric, feeling the English were winning the war, met Edmund at Aylesford, and was accepted back into his service somehow. On the 18th of October 1016, the Battle of Assenden would take place. Edmund formed his men into three lines, 
and fought amongst the front lines to encourage his men. During the battle, Eadric Striona, the Elderman of Mercia, left the battle, allowing the Vikings to break through the English lines and win a decisive victory. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, it states, Eadric betrayed his royal lord and the whole people of the English race. Following Edmund's defeat, the Vikings had such respect for him as a warrior that they didn't kill him and agreed that he could rule Wessex and Canute the rest of England until one of their deaths in which the survivor would take the whole country. John of Worcester records that King Edmund would have utterly defeated the Danes had it not been for Edric Striona. Edmund would soon die on the 30th of November 1016, with many rumours spreading that Eadric was behind his death. Due to the agreement between the two kings, Canute would go on to rule the whole country. Eadric would soon try to persuade Canute to kill Edmund's sons, who were still very young. Canute had them banished instead. Eadric would regularly be in the court of Canute. However, according to William of Malmesbury, Eadric thought very highly of himself and approached King Canute saying, I abandoned Edmund for your sake and afterwards dispatched him in consequence of my engagements to you. Canute then replied, Thou shalt die, and justly, since thou art guilty of treason both to God and me, by having killed thy own sovereign and my sworn brother. The traitor was then strangled in a chamber and was then thrown out of a window into the River Thames. Canute ordered the body to be left unburied. Eadric Striona rose in the ranks from humble origins, but each king he came to serve he betrayed. Yet, he must have been a very convincing man in order for Edmund Ironside to have accepted him back after he originally deserted him. Eadric was single-handedly the culprit that allowed the Vikings to take control of the English throne, and may have even had Edmund assassinated, committing regicide. His life was one of murder and treachery, and his head was apparently placed upon a pole on the highest battlement of the Tower of London. John of Worcester describes Eadric well. He was a man indeed of low origin, gifted with a subtle genius and persuasive eloquence. He surpassed all his contemporaries in malice and deceit, as well as in pride and cruelty. So what do you think of Edric Striona? Do you think if not for him, Edmund would have ruled the whole of England? Let me know your thoughts in the comment sections down below. I hope you all enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile.